Bismillah walhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa manawla. Welcome back to the Fikra podcast. Uh, if you are here, you're after two weeks now, I think. Uh, inshallah, you will be very, very pleased to hear that now I have from last week's guest, uh, Brother Amr. I have his co-host, Brother Munir here today. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Yeah, Brother Munir. Wa alaikum assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Uh, another person from the from the West Coast, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, West so Coast exactly. And uh, may Allah Taala bless you. You woke up super early for this. I mean, obviously for Fajr. Obviously, we we're and practicing. I just, I just stayed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. When I exactly. stayed up, uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Mashallah, it's. It's really good to, you know, meet you and, you know, finally kind of connect with um, other brothers and, and definitely with, again, I, I reiterate this, <laughs> my favorite podcast hosts, you know. So uh, I really, really want to get straight into today's topic, right? Because uh, first of all, uh, I like to ask, how are you? You know, how are you mentally, physically, everything emotionally? So let's just get into that. And if you want to introduce yourself just a little bit. Of course, man. So now, alhamdulillah, well, honored. Thank you for hosting me. Uh, for the record, you don't gotta call me brother Munir. I, I think that home brother thing, low key, make him like Christian monastery type. So, <laughs> I see. I brother see. Thomas, Sister <laughs> Teresa, how are you doing? Like, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it was an obsession with Muslims needing like a title and everything. Like, oh, he's a stud. He's imam. He's sheikh, and he's uh, oh, he's got nothing. Oh, brother, sub brother name on there, right? But you can just call me Munir. I don't have any course, titles. Course. I'm not worthy of a title, right? Like, so we got to earn some stuff. But that, we need rent aside. Um, I'm born and raised on the West Coast, California. I did not study overseas or anything like that. And I, I like to make that clear because I think I may introduce some topics today that may seem unique, may seem foreign to some people. And I'm not trying to claim to be a scholar in any way. And I will make that clear in how I disseminate that type of knowledge. I think it's very important. Um, I think I audio. Uh, and let me know if, if you need me to adjust anything. No, it's all good. I, I, okay. Uh, I mean, I, I went to normal college, got a degree in biomedical engineering. Um, after a couple of years, my wife and I went and studied Arabic in Texas, and they now canceled the program. Whether it's, it's actually canceled or socially canceled, up for you to decide. And then. I came down to Southern California. I've been studying part-time through Institute of Knowledge, a seminary that we have here in SoCal. Um, besides that, though, um, we'll get into what I do in my spare time, more research-wise, or what I research-wise. But yeah, obviously, the podcast is another side project I work on. Nothing special, though. May Allah bless you. There's, uh, there's a lot of... Uh, I, I like that point you made, the whole uh, title thing. Because... Uh, there's also like I've been and I'm not uh, Hafiz inshallah one day hopefully but like the like I've been I've been put on a poster of Hafiz Mashud and I just told them I was like dude just put my name like you know why why you got to do that like or like it's it's the whole br dot you know like brother so just be br dot and then whatever if yeah. if you're not a, if you're not a ustad yet or a sheikh yet it's just <laughs> br dot you know yeah exactly uh, yeah, so that's that's an interesting way to put it. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna so I, this is gonna be a little different if for the ones that are just listening. Obviously, nobody's gonna be watching this. But the thing is, the I would I want to actually just go on your site, uh, and because that's that's the main kind of gist of I I I'm really want you to explain it hands on, right? So uh, if anybody has the time, they can also go to heavenlyorder.substack.com. And uh, inshallah, subscribe, please, please do. Uh, <laughs> and this website uh, is it's it's complex for uh, like even like I've been studying for a little bit. It's complex, but it's like you explain it very well, mashallah. Like I I had to read into it, but like and and let's let's I'm gonna be honest. Like I'm not big on reading. I'm more of an audiobook listener, right? Yeah. But this, but yeah, but this one, like, really made me like, like, 
kind of like read into it, you know? So that's why. Uh, but I mean, obviously there's so many people out there that are just like the audio listeners, right? Um, so that's why. Uh, so let's see. Okay. So I'm on the about, uh, about like, what, uh, what is it called? I think it's what is heavenly order, that little tab. Uh, yeah. So, so what is this? Uh, and, and like where, Let's go to the background of it, right? Where's the start of this entire uh, journey? And I think the first question that I put on our list of topics is, what does the Quran mean to you? And where did your journey with it start? Because this is this entire website is basically based entirely on the Quran as well, mashallah. And I want to just know, like, because everybody has their own story, right? And everybody has their own journey. So where does yours start? Were there any, like, like if you know there were doubts or any uh certain things like i want to learn more or anything right so where did that start that's a good question um but it's nothing significant i think everyone goes through the journey of uh, quran and sunday school uh mine's probably a little unique in that i was in the u.s but i still i still clearly remember uh the teacher yemeni chef which a lot of forgive him too every mistake you made you have a little tally mark so just one two three you know and nasrallah no nasrallah okay one tech mark and when you finish reciting whatever the you were supposed to recite you say oh, okay you have every two tally marks is a hit on the hand and then i, I still remember i had 13 he's like we round up 14 so that's seven <laughs> open up your hand and he hits you with the stick whatever else and looking back what's funny is i feel like that could have traumatized someone like, oh, my association with the Quran is always pain. Every mistake is pain, whatever else. But I don't know if it's just being some 90s resilient kid and everyone's just like, well, that's just what happens. You just rest out the Quran and get hit and better do better next time. Um, is it because we, we, I don't think I was particularly strong anyway. I came in a pretty coddled environment. So I think at the end of the day, some of the stuff just still fit from a law. Like, I, I, it's hard to put uh, a reason behind it, someone's love of the Quran or someone's enthusiasm for it or commitment to it, other than sometimes on, it's, it's just love what's in your heart. I don't know. Like you can cultivate it with your kids. You can do whatever else. But some kids can get hit and still recite the Quran and other kids don't get hit and they get all the toy. Oh, get a candy every surah you memorize. You get a PlayStation you memorize. Nas, great job. And <laughs> and they, they won't care for it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, that's just a lesson I draw from it a lot. I'm like, what? really triggered it but in terms of like why did i ever have doubts of the quran no but the reason i would say is i had also a very unique sunday school experience and that but as i got older i still remember it's so weird it was just the sunday school i think what it did more than anything was refute other religions it was very strange like mm. i still remember our teacher being like all right this is all the things christianity believes look at all this nonsense da, 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 like point after point after point this oh look at these uh, pagan holidays to celebrate this 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 so as a kid, you're just growing up being like, everything else is bought and everything else is garbage. And the only real religion here is Islam. So if they ever come up with a doubt, I'll find a reason. I'll find a way around it. Yeah, so you yeah. come in the mindset, this is correct. I'll just find the correct answer. So which is, it's bad in a sense, like, oh, that's just confirmation bias. So if this wasn't the truth, you just end up being like a, a hole. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, if you study it more and you have an open mind, you start realizing, yeah, this is the truth. And you commit to it 10 times more. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, I think. But then besides, yeah, yeah. go ahead. No, 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 I think personally with uh, the same kind of situation where uh, every time I used to read the Quran, there would be like at least five minutes of me crying as like up until the age of like seven or eight until I did my entire like first khatam. Yeah. I was just, I was that kid that would just, and like I was, I was a big cry baby because I used to go to kindergarten every day and in the morning I would just cry because I didn't want to go. I didn't want to leave my mom. You know what I mean? I was like, no, like that. Why, why do I have to leave you? You know what I mean? Um, and I think with the Quran as well, like I hated reading from my dad because my dad would just like, he would just be the typical Desi dad where he would just like yell at me if I made a mistake. You know what I mean? And I was like, stop it. <laughs> you know, and like I was just, I would just start crying. So uh, like that's the, as a child, that's what I would do. But then as I grew older and like I, I started to read with another like Qadi Saab, he was in Pakistan as well. Uh, and like every summer I would have a Qadi Saab come and like they would, uh, he would teach me and he would let me read to him. Uh, and then they had to give him special instruction because he was one of those that also hit, right? They had to like my cousin, uh, you know, uh, Jawad Bhai, he like, Rahimahullah, he, he passed away from cancer. Um, 
he told him, he told the Qarisab that he was like, this kid, like you cannot hit him. Okay. Like you have to just be soft, like soft hearted. And Alhamdulillah he was, and I did my first khatam with him as well. And um, it, it it's the same same situation where like it was it was associated with just me crying but then I also like it made me like as I get older it's like that I don't even think about that you know what I mean it's just like I have a different approach you know it's just uh it's more tadabur based and more like um truly just like understanding that this is the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like these are the words and like you can't deny it like um and alhamdulillah, I think the, the main thing that got me was uh, as far as like the, for why the Quran and like this deen is the truth as well as like all the stories that my dad used to tell me as a kid from the Quran, like the first story I ever heard in completion was Surah Yusuf is like uh, Surah Yusuf. And then after that was the creation of Adam alayhi salam. And uh, that was, you know, everything that my dad just reiterated just from the Quran's translation. So alhamdulillah for that. So, uh, moving towards this uh, beautiful website, uh, we have, okay, so, okay, so I was just reading this. So, let's just see heavenlyorder.substack.com, again, if people are able to look at it, or if not, inshallah, afterwards. Uh, this says, see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, utilizes ring structures, parallel structures and motifs to tie what may seem like random topics into a coherent whole. So let's break that into three parts, right? Ring structure, parallel structure and motifs. Okay. Uh, and also the, you want to explain the little disclaimer underneath what this is not. So <laughs> sure let's, yeah. So uh, you're kind of been teasing this subject as well. So I'll make it more clear. So this thing called heavenly order is a look yes. at the, the structure of the Quran. So if someone growing up, I think it's, a, it's pretty common to say this Qur'an seems random. This Qur'an, I don't understand why Surah Fatiha has these topic, topics in it and in this order. And then Baqarah comes all of a sudden after Fatiha. Why? I don't know. And then it starts talking about 200 topics out of, out of how it seems like out of order. And then some subject will jump in in the middle of nowhere that's talking about divorce. Then prayer jumps in and then it goes back. It's like, what, what is all this? And they go all the way through 114 Surah. So there's there's a Muslim, the, the inquiring Muslim, not talking about like some kafir or anything. The Orientals have their own reasons looking at this thing, right? But the Muslim looks at it and says, okay, I'm being told this is from God Almighty, but man, it seems random for a God who's so organized. I look at creation all around me and his organization. I look at everything around me, there, there's an order to it. And what's interesting, one of my shaykh was telling us, like science developed through theism. Like without theism, you don't have science because without people who think, okay, there's a God who created and organized everything, you don't go out looking for it. So if we had a world of atheists from day one, there would be no science to develop because people would not see any order to look for in documents. But when a theist comes around and says, oh, there must be order because of a God who created order, you start seeing it. So if we see it in our creation, why don't you think it'd be in Allah's book, right? I mean, Allah, the one who speaks, who speaks, the one who has the best of speech, right? God himself taught us speech, taught us eloquence. So how come he can teach eloquence, but all of a sudden his book, his actual words have no eloquence, right? I mean, that, and that's not what we're saying directly. That's what we're thinking, though, when we see all these desperate topics. Mm. So I wanted to compile this in one place. So this, these are, this is research that some of it's my own, a lot, some of it's taken from other people's papers or, or audio files or whatever else. It's very separated, but I want to put it all in one place because I want to show the inquiring Muslim and even the non-Muslims who think, oh, your Quran's so random and... Voltaire has, you know, scathing reviews of the Quran. Thomas Carlyle, this is a guy who gets quoted all the time by Muslims, by the way, because he praises uh -huh. the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, praises him, like on, his book on, on heroes and on hero worship or whatever his book's called, Top 100 Influential People type thing. Yes. They always talk about Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam being like amazing. And they quote him, Thomas Carlyle, this, this non-Muslim, and he just, wow, he praises him for like a whole two pages or whatever else. Man, he's an amazing character. <laughs> you cannot just, and then when he gets to the Quran, he's like, uh, uh, garbage, this, that, random, toilsome reading I ever took. Uh, like, so he, he doesn't, the connection between the Quran and the Prophet, for him, the Prophet's eloquentness, then the Quran is like about random nonsense. But this is also Western minds looking at the Quran. Uh, so yeah. now, which I'll lead into, you were asking your initial question, this thing, these type of structures that we're seeing. So these are not unique to the Quran. Let me make that clear. 
These are not unique to the Quran. So something like ring uh, structure, it's not like this is the only place you're ever going to find it. This is uh, actually an old, older, or especially an oral tradition, something you would see. So people who read, I mean, they, they claim like the Psalms, some of the books of the Bible, yeah, uh, the new, of the New Testament, I should say, um, as opposed to the Psalms. Uh, older, some people claim even like the Iliad, Homer's Iliad has like a type of ring structure to yeah. it. Um, so what is this whole ring structure thing? And then we can talk about it more. Ring structure is saying when you organize your speech, your poetry. So let's say some guy gives you, uh, I'm trying to think of the simplest example I can think. I mean, the most famous in the Quran is Ayat al-Kursi. Maybe people have seen this one. It's a viral video, but they really show it. Uh Khan, cancel him or not, don't care. Um, he has a very good breakdown of that, yeah. that particular ayah, talking about how the beginning of the ayah matches the end of the ayah. Starts with two names of Allah, ends with two names of Allah. And then that's what I know. He doesn't lose sleep or tiredness. And what's right before that? And you know, him holding up the skies on earth is not tiring him, right? You have this whole thing about him being tired and slumber and sleep matching up. And then he owns the heavens and the earth. His kursi covers the heavens and the earth at the bottom. And so you, as you see, the top and the bottom match, the next two things match. As you keep coming into the center, they match. Um, uh, uh, what's the next time? Who's going to intercede except with his permission? If you go past the center, the next, so it's corresponding ayah, is you're not going to take anything right? Sorry, the, the shifa'a is only by his permission too, as well. Yeah. So you have things with being gated by his permission. And at the very, very center, what is it? It says, He knows what's before them and what's behind them. And just like in this ayah, he knew exactly what was coming, what was coming after it. And then it kind of builds up. So why was this a rhetorical method in the past? Like, forget, let's, let's put the Quran aside for a second. Like a poet. Why is he organizing his, his poetry like this? Because what's nice about it is you have a central theme and you build outward. And if the poet wants to add to it, well, he can keep adding from either end. He can add to the beginning and the end as long as they're correlating with each other in terms of topic matter, right? Subject matter. So he just keeps building and building and you can keep growing this ring, you know, infinitely, so to speak. So you can always add to it. So that adds to its aesthetic. And then they say the meaning's in the center. So you have at the center of these rings is supposed to be like the central idea that everything builds out to. Like all these thing, little rings you had coming into it kind of explain the outer rings. So he knows what's ahead of them and behind them. In this ayah in particular, you'd say like, oh yeah, like what came before literally matches up what came behind, even in the ayah linguistically, let alone Allah's actual knowledge. Uh, so that's just an example of like what ring structure would be. And then you have something called parallel structure. Uh, this one's easy. I can give you like in English. Let's say your mom says, I need you to go get me, uh, go get me meat, go get me milk, and go get me some shoes and get them from so was it meat, milk, shoes, and get them from the the oh my god the butcher, the dairy, and the store. Yeah, so notice yeah. they correlate with each other in the list. The first mm -hmm. three goes one, two, three, and then it goes one, two, three again. So that's a parallel structure because that list will just keep going and never intersect, so to speak. Yes, right? visually so that's that's, that's how you. Uh, I I saw some things that you kind of visually put. Yeah. That's how it's yeah it's like that. Okay, now I get it. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't get it before. Yeah. 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 And so if you just get into the website without like all the intro stuff, it can be a little, if you don't have a background in it, yeah, it seems very yeah. random. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having that background, inshallah, helps. And then you have something called motifs. Motifs is just another, we'll say, a fancy word for like themes. So why uh -huh. is it this surah? Because like, you have to think about it. Allah kept it in one surah. He didn't put one, all 114 back to back to back with no bismillah or anything. It, just, it could have been one big block of text, right? Like why separate yeah. them? Yeah. Every surah has a theme, has something it's getting at that Allah wants the listener and the reciter to understand and take away from this. So you look like Surah Al-Ikhlas is the easiest example. Allah wants you to take away from this Tawheed. There's no other, nothing else you need to take from this except that God is one. He's Tawheed, explaining Allah. Yeah. So that surah should all, it's all containing that. So you'd say the theme of Surah Al-Ikhlas is Tawheed. But and then, mm. that's easy for a short surah. I mean, like the longer surah, someone say like, what's going on here? And understanding like how this thing is building on itself structurally may may or may not help. And I say the may or may not help because now after I've said all this and say the Quran may or may not have this, let me say this: these are all just observations. Yeah, yeah. For all I know, and there are more that can be made as well. Exactly. Right. This happened in very similar ones to the Quran. If the sea was ink and the trees were all pens. 
the words of Allah would never run out. You can bring more seas, more trees, right? You're never going to run out yeah. of God's word. So that, which, which alludes to many layers of meaning in the Quran. You have people generation after generation still extracting meaning, still extracting gems from the Quran. So uh -huh. it's possible, similarly, maybe in the structure of the Quran, someone finds a structure and someone looks at the same surah. And I have examples of that. Surah Yusuf is actually a very famous one that has a very cool structure. And then a few years later, someone out came with another one, which is even better. And you say, was well, yeah, that one yeah. wrong? Is this one right? Well, maybe it's just different layers. Allah wants, in one way, the structure emphasizes this topic. And then another structure emphasizes this topic. And Allah wants you to extract different meanings from the text. So it's maybe, is one wrong, one right? Well, sometimes a word in the Quran, Allah Samad. Does it mean he's eternal or does yeah. it mean he's self-sufficient? Well, he has both meanings embedded in it, right? And yeah. how you look at it can give you a different meaning, right? Exactly, yeah. So that's uh, as an intro to the topic and maybe we can get into yes. more like, concrete examples to help people. Of course, of course. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. The first time I, uh, and, and you mentioned the, the main like title, Heavenly Order, Um it's one way to look at it that, you know, why is it in a certain order, like, you know, from one to one fourteen? why is it like that? Or uh, like initially from face value, what I saw it as was heavenly order that this is a decree. The Quran in its entirety is a decree that is heavenly, right? Obviously, it's the heavenly, the order, you know, it's the ultimate oh, like, truth. Is the ultimate. Oh. Yeah, like exactly. Command. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. Um, but like then, you know, then I, I clicked on the 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 top and I, I looked at it. I, I, I don't know how I looked at it, but because I did it on my phone, I looked at it from uh, like all in order. I don't know how I did that. The table of contents. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that's, where, <laughs> that's where I went. Okay. 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 <laughs> Anyways. Yes. Okay. So um, this is a... Okay, this is this is a good one. Uh, so so currently, uh, what is your like today or like this week, this month? Like, what is your current research and what's like what's your current topics that you're going into? Because I know that there's a lot of sur that you've been through uh, within like this, and obviously there's way more that we could also go into. The Quran is endless, obviously. Yeah. But what is your current? Uh, like what's in the vault that we can get an exclusive? <laughs> All right. Well, if, if someone's interested, uh, and maybe I can give you a couple of examples. We can do it over this audio to give people a taste yeah. of what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Um, but so as it is right now, I have some type of structure, some type of look at observations of Sura, uh, sorry, not Sura numbers, but uh, I have 55 Sura with research on them. So oh, very soon nice. after next Friday, because this comes out every Friday, inshallah, by next Friday, I'll have had half the Quran, at least showing that there's some type of structure to it, oh, which I think is nice. significant because people, I mean, like, as we mentioned, it's a very common critique or question of the Quran of this randomness. And oh, I don't get why Allah's words are like this. One, it's our Western minds. We're so used to one structure I don't get into, but linear structure, which is how we read all our textbooks. Chapter one goes to chapter two, which goes to chapter three, which goes to chapter four, right? Yeah, yeah. That's how we. That's how the Western mind is developed. But the the ancient mind would have been very used to. They would have heard a ring structure. I'm like, oh yeah, that's, maybe they're not going to call it that. But that's very simple, known for them to look at. I and mean, what's what's interesting is this became a more prominent thing in the West when a guy named Dr. Raymond Farron, Muslim, converted actually after kind of getting to study. He studied Arabic Jahili poetry. And he's like, oh, yeah, they have ring structure. And the Quran is just another type of jahadi poetry, if you think about it. So he starts looking at the Quran. And he looks at which surah? So tabakhara of all of them, the longest one. And he just starts finding structure after structure, organization after organization. And eventually he ends up converting to Islam because he's like, oh, it's only from God. <laughs> so you have the Orientalists look at it. and But the people with the open mind, they see him and they realize there's no way. There's no way this is revealed over 23 years, out of order, in one draft. Uh, addressing a, a plethora of topics and, and and by an illiterate man in the seventh century orally not written down i mean we can talk about the not written down thing that's that's a uh, quran 101 i won't get into that um mm. but then as an oral tradition preserved and on top of all that when you look at it when it was all put together piecemealed and 23 years later oh my god there's an amazing order and structure to it right so i'm i have about half the quran done i have another 40 
40 SWAT, where I have the research uh, either ongoing or completed. I just have to compile it into a post. And then yeah. there's like 15 or so SWAT left that I haven't even, I just haven't looked at them yet. I see. Uh, so which one do you think that would be uh, something that you found that kind of like put you back in your seat? Kind of like, what oh, would you man. think? The For sure, I'll start, let me, let me start with a simple one. Sure. didn't put me back in my seat, but the one that put me back in my seat, I'll show you right after this. Okay, okay. So the first one is Surat al-Masad. I don't want to use okay. Surat that a lot of people know. Yes. So for those listening, yes. you don't, a lot of people don't know the title of it, Masad. It's not as common. Uh-huh. Um, so the one about Abu Lahab being perished, being con- condemned to hell. It's a very mm-hmm. famous surah. Many people recite in their prayers, not realizing they're just condemning a man to hell over and over again. Right? It's uh, But if you reflect on it, and actually, it may, may or may not, I'm gonna put it that way, may or may not be a ring structure. And my goal, oh, I should also add, my goal with this whole blog, like, why am I doing this besides, like, trying to help dispel these things for the Muslim mind? I hope, I'm hoping some qualified sheikh somewhere, some scholar, I do not care who, look, finds this research and says, huh, that's interesting. And because what's the most common way of doing tafsir of the Qur'an? It's tafsir of the Qur'an with the Qur'an. So this, mm. I would hope, is just another yeah. layer of that they could use to do tafsir. But I mean, I, I'd want a qualified scholar to look at it and be like, oh, yes or no to certain things, right? That's yes. why I don't I don't make conclusions based on my observation. I just say, this is observation. This is why I paired things with what they are. Uh-huh. And uh, who knows what the meaning behind that is, right? I just, I can't leave it yeah. at that. Just yeah, observation, yeah. but the, let, inshallah, an actual scholar. Exactly, exactly. That's good. Um, so, sort of the uh, message. How's it start? May the hands of Abu Lahab perish and may he himself perish. Now, how does the surah end? And around her neck is a rope of palm fire. So you have two palm fibers. Sorry. At the beginning, you have Abu Lahab being, conde- being told, uh, said he's being destroyed and with his hands being referenced. And at the end, you have his wife being told, being condemned and a reference to her neck. So you have two people being condemned at the beginning and the end and both of them having a reference like a body part. What's mm. the second ayah? Neither his wealth nor his worldly gains would benefit him. And how is the before last ayah? And his wife, the carrier of firewood. So you have both, and both of them, a reference to their wealth. Because they say, some of us say the carrier of wood is like, that's actually like one of her jobs. Besides like, they, they one was she would drop wood in front of the apostle, I said them. Another one they say is, that was actually her job. Like part-time job was, you know, carrying wood around. So you have yeah. a reference to wealth, worldly gains, and not benefiting him, them. So you have one for the husband, one for the wife. And then you have in the very center, the summary of the entire surah, he will burn in a flaming fire, and, and it uses an ironic usage of his name, Lahab. His name is Abu Lahab, right? But Lahab means like yeah. a flame. So this the ironic usage of his name saying, you're going to burn in this Lahab. So Mr. and Mrs. Mrs. Lahab will burn in the Lahab, so to speak. Oh, subhanAllah. And if you see it as like, exactly. If you see it, it's it, it, it's actually it's five ayahs and then it's two and the two on the bottom and then there's the middle ayah which is the summary of the entire surah there you go. that's i've never seen it like that before especially you have you done any math you've probably done a lot of math because you wrote a and then you wrote a prime <laughs> oh, well that's just <laughs> that's uh the nomenclature it's not i'm, okay, I'm an engineer so yeah i've done math but oh, that's just how they, see i knew it, it. <laughs> no you're, you're a math guy <laughs> that's why <laughs> No, this is really, really good. Wow, subhanAllah. Okay, so yeah, yeah, you... Another, you want another example to make it also just to give Yes, the, and from the so 30th about... juz. Yeah, yeah, from 30th yeah, yeah. juz. It's nice. so, so how about Surat Al-Khlas? One people al-Khlas. recite all the time. Full of right. head. Um, cool. So it's interesting. I had a structure for it. And then uh-huh. one of these, the readers of the email list, he's messaging, he's like, oh, actually, I think it may be structured better like this. And I think he's, I think he's right. I think he had a stronger argument. So I'm going to share his. Um, so he starts it off. So, first ayah, very famous ayah, say the truth is that Allah is uniquely one. So the person you're reading this, what's the question that comes to mind? You say like, okay, he's uniquely one, but like, um, are there others like him also unique in their own right? But how does the surah end? And there's never been an equal to him. So you have Allah being himself unique one. And at the end, it just makes, it, it comes to mind and says, look, look, there's no one even like him, by the way. So he's unique and there's no one going to be equal or like him. He's not unique in his own right, so to speak. What's the second ayah? Allah Samad, Allah the eternal. So okay, someone thinks, okay, Allah, he's eternal. But like, did he, did he start somewhere? Like he started, then he's eternal forever. Like I'm a soul, right? I was created by Allah. And then I have eternal, and I never, I never die, right? 
the soul never dies after that. And how, but yeah. what's the before last ayah? I'm sorry, the, I should say, I guess, half of the middle ayah. When I'm muted, mm -hmm. and nor was he given birth to. So he has no beginning. So that addresses, that com complements it, right? So he's eternal, and no, he didn't have a start. And then what's the center, which outlines everything else? Then yeah. then he did not give birth. So unlike us, he, he's unique. Like he started off with, he's unique. There's no one like him. There's no equal. And like all other creation, you have to birth something, right? You have to have a progeny to keep going. Khalifa fit all. We have people come after us. Allah says uh -huh. he doesn't give birth. He has no one who comes after him. And then, which also complements what came before. He's eternal, and he was not given birth to. So he doesn't. Uh, he, he doesn't so he, he paired those, yes. Yeah. So you have these building on each other outsides. You come in one more, and then at the very center, he did not give birth, uh -huh. which all kind of outlines the tawheed of Allah. Subhanallah, mashallah. That no, that was that was a good. Uh, I mean, both of them were really good. The even yours, uh, your uh, explanation, structuring as well, because you you broke it down. The final word was the final connection to the first ayah, like ahad, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, subhanallah. So I mean, this just goes to show, like. There's not one way of looking at it, like at all, ever, you know, uh, even with a, even with a surah that everybody knows, like mm -hmm. Surah Al-Ikhlas and people think, oh, it's just Surah Al-Ikhlas, you know, and when people read it to, to rush their salah, right, guilty, yeah. like <laughs> they're, they're, oh, it's, it's just like that, uh, it's like, oh, um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna rush it, like, yeah, but they don't really, I, I don't know if there's, I don't know if it was a Sahabi or someone that, uh, and and maybe you might know. There was there was a uh, an individual who uh, people started complaining that in the second rakah that he would always read Surah Al-Ikhlas, no matter how what how long the first surah how long the first surah was, he would always just read it. And you know some some salahs like Fajr and Aisha, you're supposed to just lengthen just out of the barakah of the night and the barakah of the morning. And it's like, it's like, uh, they would just complain. They were like, this guy just always reads Surah Al-Khlas. And uh, now I remember, I think the, they went to the Prophet Sallallahu and they said, Ya Rasulullah, like he always reads uh, Surah Al-Khlas. Like, can, does he not know any other surahs? Like, you know, this, is this okay? And then, you know, he called for him and then he said, you know, why do you always read Surah Al-Khlas in the second? Or just why? why? And then they, he was like, Ya Rasulullah, it tells me my Rabb. And I love the surah. And he said, because of that, you're going to Jannah. You know, so like that is, we don't, we don't comprehend because this, 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 this entire podcast, this entire thing is just to increase our love for the Quran and increase our tadabbur, right? Increase our, our pondering. Uh, and, and that's the whole kind of concept of my podcast, like Fikra podcast. Like it's, it's, it's yeah. the thought, like you're supposed to think outside the box. SubhanAllah. Okay. So now, which one made you go back in your seat? <laughs> Let's go deep into it. All right. Um, man, I wish I was a half of but So there's an argument as well. This will transition into it. That, okay, within a surah, okay, when you, maybe there's some structure there. You've given me a couple of examples. Uh, but how about the 114 in their order? So uh, Fatiha, Baqarah, uh, right? Uh, and that Ali Imran, Nisa. How do we know that that's like divinely decreed? Besides, there's a hadith saying that the Jibreel came down and spoke with the Prophet and they would review it all and put it in its order. Okay. Yeah. But maybe, do we know? Maybe it's fabricated. I don't believe in hadith. Whatever it is. Like, let's put all <laughs> that aside, all these arguments aside. Yeah, yeah. But how about just structurally, maybe we can make an argument based on how the sword, the subject matter, and how they come next to each other. Um, and, and a simple example would be Surah Al-Duha and Surah Al-Shark. So two sword that are very close in subject matter. But when you start looking at them, I mean, they both, how do they both start? It's to both start talking about favors upon the messenger, Salah Yisallam. So both of them are starting the same. And then how do they both end? Commands of the messenger, Salah Yisallam. So there's like a parallel structure between the two suwar. You have favors upon the messenger, commands of the messenger. Favors upon the messenger, commands of the messenger. So it's a parallel across two different suwar. Um, so that's just a very simple example before I get into the one that like, I, I thought I was mind blown. I don't know. Uh -huh. um, so this is, but this is going to be a little tougher for people um, if they haven't memorized them, but I'll, I'll try my best. And even I haven't memorized them, to be to be fair, like completely. But Surah Al-Jum'ah, Surah Al-Munafiqun, Surah al These three suwar, if you look at them, they create a parallel structure across the entirety, all three of them. So Surah, if people don't know, Surah Al-Jum'ah comes first, then Munafiqun, and then Surah al 
So mm-hmm. I, for a long time, was looking at Surah Al-Ghab and I was like, man, I cannot figure out the structure of the Surah. I don't understand it. And maybe it's still there. I, I mean, I still haven't like found it just in itself, intern- um, contained within Surah Al-Ghab. But I was like, you know what's interesting? Surah al starts exactly like Surah al starts. They both start like this. Everything praises him in the heavens and the earth. Okay, that's interesting. And then they both they both go to, he is the one, he is the one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he created you, some of you this, some of you that. So uh, some of you believers, some of you non-believers. Okay, so they're both they're continuing on the same vein. Then Allah starts talking about the favors into Jama'ah. And then Surah Al-Ghabun starts talking about Allah's punishment. So you see it like a compliment, they're, they're opposites. Sometimes in these structures, you either have something that correlates or it can be the exact opposite. So sometimes Allah will talk about believers here and then disbelievers here. So you have a compliment between two things. Um, and then it talks about, and so Jama'ah talks about those who deny such and such things. So it talks about those who deny, presented proofs and signs from Allah, but they denied and turned away from them. Happens in both suwar. And then they start talking about false claims. The, the Jews in Surah Jama'ah start claiming that the chosen people, that, that, um, et cetera, right? And then you have in Surah Taghabun, people are claiming they're not going to be resurrected. And then you have in Surah Jama'ah, Allah says, resurrection is inevitable. He's, he's telling these Jews who think I'm the chosen people, go, okay, go kill yourself. And like, don't worry, you're going to be brought back to life. Don't, no, no doubt about it. And in Surah Taghabun, Allah comes down heavy and he says, don't, don't you, uh, you will definitely without a doubt be resurrected. So you have this, this, this emphatic thing about resurrection. And then how does Surah Jum'ah end? Yom Jum'ah. talks about, come to the dhikr of Allah, Yom Jum'ah, the day of gathering. And at Surah Taghabun, how does the first page end? The first half of the surah end? It talks about Yom Taghabun, that's the day of uh, mutual gain and loss, the day of gathering. They both use the word Jum'ah and Jum'ah, right? Very derivatives of each other. So the way yeah. Surah Jum'ah ends is actually just the halfway point of Taghabun. And then you get into Munafiqun, the very next surah. And it, all of a sudden, the subject matter shifts in Taghabun, but it continues to match up. Munafiqun talks about hypocrites. Uh, Taghabun talks about disbelievers. Munafiqun talks about, they say everything's against them. They think every sayha is against them. Every shout is against them. But how does Taghabun say? Nothing strikes you except by the permission of God. So the believer has this mindset that says, the, uh, everything that comes is from God Almighty, but the hypocrites saying like, "Man, all oh, this is the world's against me, this, that, and the other." Right? Yeah. Allah says, "Munafiqun hum al They're the enemy. But what does Allah say in Taghabun? He says, uh, Okay. Yeah. From your azwaj and your is adu is enemy, potential enemies. So you have one. Allah says they are the adu, and then in Taghabun it says they're potential adu one. They're potential enemies. Yeah. And then how how does uh, when Afikun continue, it says, oh, it says, do not if you go forgive them, ask for the forgiveness, or don't ask for forgiveness, I'm not going to forgive them. But when the very next ayah, what does it say? Uh, oh, sorry, the next half of the ayah says, mm-hmm. and if you forgive them and forget and pass over it, Allah is forgiving and merciful. So it talks about one enemy and they're not going to be forgiven, it talks about potential enemy and says, forgiveness is better. How about when Afikun starts talking about poor money decisions? These guys don't want to spend on the believers, they're trying to starve them out. And then what does it say over in Taghabun? Uh, Allah says, fitna. Your your wealth and your children are a fitna. Your wealth, right? And fit, your children being like manpower is all a fitna. So the yeah. people in Munafiqun failed that fitna, right? They're holding back. They're not trying to get to the believers. Allah says over here, just remember, it's a fitna. It's a trial. Having money doesn't mean like you're favored. It means it's a trial. Munafiqun towards the end, and Allah starts saying, talking about give for Allah. And the people who regret like, oh man, if we could go back, we would have given for Allah's sake. Taghabun yeah. says, who will give Allah a good loan and he will multiply it for him. So you start, both of them are coming, penultimate ayah being giving for Allah. And how did they both end? Talking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Both of them just talk about attributes of him. So you see across two different, three different suwar, a big parallel yeah. of all the subject matter, which I think is a, is a very good argument to say. Their order in the mushaf, how they're compiled, there's, there's a structure to it. It's not yeah. random. And it, this is not even talking about subject, like, uh, sorry, uh, typical, I'm not going like ayah by ayah type of thing. There have been studies of like how one, one surah ends, which leads into the beginning of the next surahs, et cetera. Like that's a whole yeah. different subject. I'm just like, like overall big picture stuff. You start saying like, come on, this is, this is, this is not, this can't be random. <laughs> you can't yeah. possibly tell me after 23 years, it's got put like this. And it's like, yeah, yeah, good, good, good luck. Good guess or whatever it is. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, I just, eh, you know. Uh, subhanallah that's uh, and I actually like subhanallah 
I just read those surahs last night, right? Uh, it was like part of my uh, completion of the Wirth and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like that was the juz I was on. And I was I was thinking, I was I was within that. And I was like, Surah Al-Jum'ah. And then Surah Al-Munafiqun. It doesn't make like any sense to me. Like why would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just start? فَسَعَوْا إِلَىٰ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَذَرُوا الْبَيْءِ And then yeah. after that, it's just إِذَا جَاءَكَ الْمُنَافِقُونَ but I did understand that. Wallahu ya'lamu innaka la rasuluh. Wallahu yashhadu. Right? Allah SWT uses the same word as this is what Allah bears witness to. That these mm-hmm. people are munafiqoon, right? And yeah. they're liars. But then yeah. they, the munafiqoon, they have a witness that, oh yes, you are the prophet. But they're hypocrites, Right? But Allah uses that against them. Allah, Allah uses, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's witness is Al-A'la, right? Yeah, it's, the, it's the one that is Al-Above. And uh, I said Al-Above, right? <laughs> but that is, that is just, it's, it's mind-blowing. SubhanAllah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I mean, and I think, sorry, no. Well, sorry. <laughs> Within these surahs that, uh, and even when you go into uh, Surah Al-Taghabun, that, mm-hmm. Uh, right? It's Allah yeah. Taala will not give you a musibah or uh, any person yeah. uh, a trial, uh, ex- other than uh, what is in His will, and what is in His will is going to be best for you, without a doubt, right? Because He knows mm-hmm. what is before and what is after, which is, goes back to uh, and and Subhanallah, that that in itself is. Uh, it's it's amazing, right? And and subhanAllah, just just a final point, this Surah Al-Talaq, uh, and if you keep going with to, towards the end of the juz, Surah Al-Talaq and Surah Tahrim, right? Yeah. I would say they also have a little bit of a connection. Why? Because you go into the uh and all of these, I think the Surah Al-Tagabun, Surah Al-Talaq, and Surah Al-Tahrim, they all begin with praising Allah. You subhanallah, and then this, that, this, that. And you keep going and you keep going. And uh this is also the Muntashabihat that break her fault, right? <laughs> like this is like yeah. they they no, just they go, think, yeah. yeah, and uh they, they sound the same, but um like subhanAllah, that 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 does blow my mind hundred percent. Um yeah, and by the way, like that's that's one structure. But then I also have, have shown that there's a a ring structure between Surah Jum'ah and Surah Munafiqun. So if you're sorry, uh-huh. not a ring structure, a, a parallel structure. Because how does Jum'ah start? Allah on the role of the messenger. How does Munafiqun start? Allah on the role of the messenger. How does Jum'ah continue? Those who don't internalize the laws of Allah, they don't internalize these laws that Allah has sent down, right? The, the Jews and how they of Medina and how they were rejecting God's law. And then you have Munafiqun, those who don't internalize the laws of Allah. And how do they both, how do both surah end? Don't let your provisions distract you from the remembrance of God. Don't let your provisions yeah. distract you from the obedience of Allah in Munafiqun. One is like for the remembrance, one's from the obedience. So you, you find a parallel between these two surah, surah. And then when you can put Jum'ah Munafiqun side by side with Taghabun, you have another parallel structure. And then if you put Taghabun next to Talaq, you have a ring structure. And then it just keeps, they keep going. They keep going, they keep going. These structures keep exactly. moving and moving and moving through this, this the, the Mus'haf. Exactly. Uh... Okay, so this is this is a specific um, reflection that I've had for a longest time, and you might find this very interesting, right? Uh, the connection between Surah Taha and Surah uh, Shu'ara, and the explanation between uh, the story of Musa and the introduction of it, right? Just the introduction. Okay. Uh, let me pull it up. Surah Taha, Jesus number sixteen. Yes. Okay. So, uh, right here. Okay, this is this is this is going. This is this is this blew my mind. Right when I was listening to. Okay, so when Musa salam is responding to Allah subhanahu wa taala and he says, uh, uh. The thing, everybody says this ayah, right? وَقَالَ رَبِّي شُرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسِّرْ لِي أَمْرِي وَأَحْلُ الْعُقْدَةً مِّنْ لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي وَجَعَلْ لِي وَزِيرًا مِّنْ أَهْلِي هَارُونَ أَخِي أُشْدُدْ بِهِ أَزْرِي وَأَشْرِكُ فِي أَمْرِي كَنْ يُسَبِّحَهَ كَثِيرًا وَنَذْكُرَكَ كَثِيرًا إِنَّكَ كُنْتَ بِنَا بصيرة. Okay, now 
if we go and we see Surah Al-Shu'ara, Surah Al-Shu'ara has Allah SWT places an interesting, uh, I would say it's a parallel or you can probably explain this better. <laughs> so, he, Allah, then Musa, when Allah SWT says, وَإِذْ نَادَ رَبُّكَ مُوسَىٰ أَنْ إِئْتِ الْقَوْمَ الظَّالِمِينَ قَوْمَ فِرْعَوْنَ قَوْمَ فِرْعَوْنَ أَلَا, ألا يَتَّقُونَ قَالَ رَبِّ إِنِّي أَخَافُ أَنْ يُكَذِّبُونَ وَيَضِيقُ صَدْرِي وَلَا يَنْطَلِقُ لِسَانِي فَأَرْسِلْ إِلَى هَارُونَ Allah SWT mm. puts, قَالَ رَبِّ شْرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسِرْ لِي أَمْرِي وَحْلُ الْأُقْدَةً مِّ لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي وَجَعَلْ لِي وَزِيرًا مِّنْ أَهْلِ هَارُونَ أَخِي That's six ayahs. And he puts it into one. وَيَضِيقُ صَدْرِي وَلَا يَنْطَلِقُ لِسَانِي فَأَرْسِلْ إِلَى هَارُونَ Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, so yeah. all of that is put into this one ayah. And I just thought, I, I put my hands on. I was I remember exactly where I was. I was at uh I was actually at the gym, right? Uh I don't know who says, oh, don't listen to the Quran at the gym. I was doing cardio, I'm not doing anything wrong. Right. <laughs> but I was listening to the surah for the first time ever. It was a few years back, and I was like, wait a second. Whoa. Because <laughs> I knew Surah Taha pretty well. And uh mm. I was sitting there, I was like, wait a second. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just <laughs> like <laughs> I almost tripped. I was I was like walking or running or something. And I was like, wait a second. Then I saw that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put all of those ayahs and he summarized it and he made it flow and he made it subhana just fit. Right? Cause yeah. cause because the entire like قول of Musa Islam within that surah is, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, Allah, this, that, and it just it just flew, it, it fl- flowed, flowed. Sorry, <laughs> as it flew as a pasta. Sorry, but but it just it it caused me to like do that severe tadabbur. I was like, I have to look at the surah, and when I when I when I started to memorize the surah, I was like, okay, this is it put me back in my seat. So what would you what would you say that this classifies into, right? Is it like anything that you are going into? Is it like just a parallel? What is it? Um, I don't look at these type of things. I mean, I look at them for myself around to Tadbur. Like when I see an eye and I say, oh, yeah, yeah. this is the research of like uh, someone who's very famous for this is Dr. Fadal Saleh Samurai. He's a Iraqi scholar. Mm-hmm. This is also another guy who's like borderline atheist. I mean, he's born in Iraq, right? So he's like Muslim country, whatever else. But he's just like, yeah, whatever. He was interested in religion. He got into really deep into Arabic literature. And yeah. he starts looking at the Quran. He's just like, oh, okay, never mind. Like, this is obviously from God. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> type yeah. of thing, right? Uh, but he's he looks at all these, like, these ayat that are almost exactly the same, like, word for word. And then you look somewhere else in the Mus'haf, and it's like, okay, but it's the same ayat, but, like, they took out a word. They took out, like, just one word. Like, why is the min gone all of a sudden? Or whatever this, or why is yeah. this one negation? This one's positive. So it looks at the context of those and shows how it always fits the context best. No matter what, no law summarizes it in one place and elongates it in another place. It's because this one needs to be elongated to fit the context of this. And this one needs to be shortened because that's the context here. Yeah. Um, that's, I do not do that for this, this blog because that's, that's more. Uh, that's general to the board, maybe. That, yeah. That might be more general. Or it's just like, or it's just like a, oh, fun fact, like, cool. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't say it's fun. I think that is like it, it is Imani. Like it helps a person be like, wow, like even the specific context, every little letter that was added or taken out is, yeah, I mean, this is yeah. what you would say, like Narani Khan's famous for, right? Which he, he says openly, like he takes his a lot of the research is from Dr. Faldo Salah Samurai. Like he took his research and basically made it English for us. English. So yeah, we can yeah, understand yeah. it and, and really un- like, wow, be mind blown. All those like Quran gems that he'd put out, like he's taking it, a lot of them from him. And just making it easy for like the American mind. That's what made him famous, at least here in the West. So that stuff, I mean, it's amazing. And I'm, I'm a very big fan of it. My blog isn't focused on it though, because uh, I think that takes a lot more research and a lot more understanding the Quran. And a, a big reason I do this structure is because as a person who I, mean, I work full-time as an engineer, I yeah. part-time as, at a seminary. I, I mean, when you're and I auditing the seminary, I should also add, like, I'm not even... Uh, I'm not gonna like, get a degree at the end of it. I'm just taking the classes, uh-huh. listening audio, two times speed while commuting and whatever else, just to yeah, hear yeah, the information yeah. and whatever baraka. But I, I am not qualified to say like this is what the Quran means. Allah is saying this through the structure or whatever else. Sure, right? yeah, yeah, of I, course. I am trying, but I think through this structure thing, I can at least reflect on the Quran at a deeper level uh-huh. without exactly. making 
grandiose claims and you know, yeah, without doing the fatwas. Yeah. Exactly. I, it's just a yeah. nice way to look at the Quran, look at it a way it maybe hasn't been studied as intensely. And it was, I mean, you know, sometimes they say like, oh, I found the structure, quote unquote. But I mean, who's to say some mother in Uzbekistan 700 years ago didn't see this already, right? But like to their yeah. mind, it wasn't a big deal. But so exactly. I'm, all I'm trying to do is document it in a place that, so at least future generations don't have to like, has this been found before? Have I seen this yeah. before? At least it's there documented and people can do with it from there, build on the research. Because And now if people just keep refinding it every hundred years and no one's writing it down, it doesn't help us. But I like to start the study formally and then let it grow from there. Exactly. And I'm, subhanAllah, that's, that's a, I think that's a big thing that everyone wants to have their own personal connection and exactly. uh, to, to increase their iman, because obviously like, uh, we have to do what's in our capabilities, right? I'm not like personally, like I've always like as a college, as a college student or like as even like a high school student, like right out of high school, like I wanted to do like a full-time Islamic degree at a school, like, you know, mm -hmm. Azhar, Medina were the big ones and like other yeah. ones or somewhere, you know, right? But I just didn't have the, like Allah SWT will differently, right? Yeah. And uh, he knows what is best. And uh, yeah. I'm I'm more content that things panned out the way they did because I think it would have been, uh, Allah SWT knows best, but like this is the best route that I could have been on, right? And I've learned and I've, I've exhausted. I think one thing that people should understand is that you have to exhaust your local resources to the end. Right. You mm -hmm. don't understand mm -hmm. how much the scholars literally 20 minutes away from you at your masjid have mm -hmm. within them that you can just take. And it's not mm -hmm. like they'll charge you for it. Maybe some, but like, you know, <laughs> but it's not like they're going to like make you leave your family for like yeah. a four year course. Right. You can mm -hmm. go to them like every week. You can learn Arabic online, which is the, I would say the first foundational step that you should make if you want to do it. Right. Um, you can do that, right? There's so many facilities out there. Um, and I think the, there's, there's two points that I want that are left for, for, oh, three. So, uh, first of all, th this is all intellectual based, right? And this is all really great. But as far as the recitation of the Quran, how, uh, and like, how much did that have an effect on your connection to, uh, continuing maybe how you hear certain qurra recite certain ayat or how you hear the sadness within certain ayat or did that affect you and how like how much do you feel like the recitation of the quran goes within this uh how how does it connect would you say um that's a very interesting question uh, i wouldn't so i'll we'll separate it from the research let's put that all aside for now because this is a yeah, completely yeah. different topic right exactly yeah um I think everyone can agree that if you hear a party and there's not, there's not like a one size fit all type thing. Right. But mm -hmm. when you hear the one who has that flow that it, that really hits you, one, it becomes a lot easier to memorize it. To sort off of. for mm -hmm. some reason, yeah. you can memorize yeah. this entire pack. Like, I had the end of Surah Medina memorized like six years before I actually memorized the real Surah. Like the full, sorry, not the real Surah, the full Surah from beginning to end. Yeah. I had the first, the last two pages memorized and I had nothing before it because <laughs> it's yeah. just one time I heard a party recite it and it was like, on, Probably Sheikh Abdullah Kamal. Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, man, dude, that hits. And you just memorize that whole thing, that whole page into two pages. And you're like, okay, well, maybe I should get back to the beginning. But you don't have the recitation from that same guy, right? So yeah, yeah, no. Whatever else. Uh -huh. It takes a while. And yeah. So people, I think connecting with a, a quality that, I mean, and it's also important. So because of Tajaweed rules, you don't yeah. like, a, a, it's, it's, it's tempting to just be like, I like how he sounds, but it may turn out he's doing a lot of different like modes of recitation that you don't understand and like when yeah, you start yeah. reciting out loud you're actually completely wrong and you're doing meditation yeah. meds and this and that right yeah you have to you have to be careful of that and that's why having a teacher will also help you right if you're saying mm -hmm. if you're saying ba instead of ba right like one's it's very subtle sound and like oh, yeah, what's yeah, wrong yeah. with that I, like i used to say tabarakalidi or something like that instead of tabarakalidi yeah and, until i was sat with the teacher and because i was hearing the audio and i memorized like so uh -huh. i was like hearing it over and over and then the teacher was like no it's tabal and then i was like oh i would never i was like i'm just yeah. copying the recitation right uh -huh. so that that's just uh an fyi for people who are trying to memorize the so yeah i mean having a body 
hundred percent. I have, I mean, I secretly will record some people like some friends of mine or whatever, like if they're, yeah. if they're leading prayer, I'll throw my phone on the floor right away. I'm like this guy, whatever he's outside. So with the, so with the NAS, <laughs> I'm going to re-memorize it. Like, right here, yeah, right yeah, yeah. like some people have a flow with Michelle. It's about a lot. Yeah. They, just, they have that. Like, I don't have that. Like, that's something that I could like TMA shot. It's the, it's the of a lot it's his favor and he gives it to who he wants some people are great yeah, players, other people are great orators other people are whatever else right mm-hmm. so just recognizing it. but every I've, I've also found over time you can find a flow for yourself that works yeah like you, you can get when you get into it enough when you recycle and i mean and people say and what's funny is we're talking about reciting the quran and let's be honest people don't recite the quran a lot of people listen to it mm-hmm. i'll give them that but people recite it like themselves Oh, but it's so hard for me. And I'm not going to talk about the hadith that talks about stuttering over yeah. and the reward. Okay, let's put yeah. that aside for a bit. I mean, the Quran itself says, Well, Quran and Fajr, okay, yeah, talking yeah. about the Quran and Fajr, uh, Quran yeah. and Fajr is the one that's mm-hmm. winning. It's Mishkuda. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that for people, and I told like my coworkers, Muslim coworkers, right? Especially if your friend group is praying the five times, like, okay, you got, uh, the, you got the, let's we'll call it the hardest part of American Islam. You got five prayers. Yeah. Down? Yeah. All right, man. If you got that, you have to start. You're already up at Fajr. Like, you got to restart reciting Quran. You're not, you're like, oh, I try and do it before bed. I know you try to do it before bed, but you don't. Yeah. Yeah. You, don't. yeah, you get into uh-huh. bed and God knows what help. You get on your phone to recite, you open up the Quran app, and then notification comes, and all of a sudden you're down a rabbit hole of whatever else, memes and videos yes. or whatever else. Yeah. So put the phone on airplane, throw it on the other side of the room, pull out your most half, <laughs> and you start reading. And especially yeah, yeah. after Fajr, get the nightlight, go on Amazon, whatever else, boycott Amazon, go get it from your local bookstore, get the little nightlight, and you sit down after Fajr prayer, and you recite. Page, yeah. two page. I, I still remember the sheikh, and uh, it's after one of these morning prayers, and he just turns around, and it's the sheikh with the accent, and like, oh, what does he know kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. But he, he just turns around, and he says something along the lines of, uh, a lot of people, they, they, they say they like the Quran and they love the Quran, but they don't even recite the Quran. I was like, man, he's right. Yeah, <laughs> he's 100% exactly. right. <laughs> I yeah, don't yeah. recite the Quran, like, or at least enough. Right? So from that, yeah. I started off, I literally started with like one page, right? it was like one page a day. I did that for too many years, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then that just builds up. And all of a sudden you have fluency. Your tongue starts reciting things better, easier. You start seeing yeah, the same yeah, words yeah. over and you're like, oh, this vocabs are repeating. Samawati, what all those? Samawati, what all sama? Like, oh, okay, I can say that mm-hmm. word all. Min, 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 min. Fee, fee, fee. A lot of words yeah. are repeating. And then you get flow and then like, oh, all of a sudden the vocab's not too hard. I mean, that's, and that's exactly. like step number one for people. Like you want to connect with the like, just recite it for God's sake. Just recite yeah. the thing. And exactly. have your yeah, broken yeah. tishweed, just get, get moving and then go find a teacher. If I can go to your local measure, I'm sure if you're in any normal city, there is some Quran class, whether you know what or not. And it's usually after Fajr prayer, by the way. You go to your masjid, and after Fajr, they're sitting in a circle reciting. And the yeah. people there can help you. They can teach you. Say, like, okay, I'm not very good. I need you guys to help me. I need someone to recite three ayat, and you guys help me. No one's going to say, oh, I can't believe you. You want to learn the Quran? Get out of our circle. Like, <laughs> Yeah, humble yourself and learn something. That's that's uh, that's one thing I've learned that when you sit with the people of the Quran, you can you constantly become humbled, right? You'll find yeah. someone who is seventy-five or even above, right? They're just getting into reading the Quran, right? They're learning the letters, right? And uh, if you already know how to learn the Quran, that that gives you more hamd that, that puts more like thankfulness within your heart and this is a really good point like people after fajr like there there should be circles and there's most likely like at most masjids there's circles of dhikr or quran uh i say dhikr very like loosely right <laughs> there's the quran is the best dhikr let's put yeah. that at that uh and and i think that uh even with even with this entire notion of these kids that are oh uh, like maybe 20 my, my age around there and like they're not reading the quran as much as they should right uh and obviously i'm among them like i shouldn't i i should read more right and it's a really good point i think uh, we, we should just it's literally just we say that we love the quran but we we should read it more and that's the thing if you start at one page you continue you move on you move on if you can't read one page half page in the morning half page at night right so just start somewhere right and and there's a lot of people that put out this post in ramadan it's like uh read this many lines after every salah and you'll do this khatam right or like mm-hmm. read this many pages after everything yeah. and you'll do like two khatams you know that's mm-hmm. insane like you, you never think about it at that level um like you never think like oh you know this many pages will lead to this many khatams in a month it's mm-hmm. wild right and it's all starts like the prophet said 
the best deeds are adwamuhu wa inqalla, right? The best the best deeds are small but often, right? And that's that's a that's a hard lesson that I had to learn because you can't do too much at once. Yeah. Uh, and you have this zeal, and if you go off this podcast, you're like, "Oh, I'm going to do everything." Yeah, step by step, inshallah. Um, okay, so the final question I have is: you have this beautiful uh, heavenly order, and uh, you have done a lot of research on it. How can uh, the average Muslim like myself uh, just increase our reflections and even start writing their own reflections on the Quran? Obviously, with the disclaimer of you know, don't don't speak without knowledge, right? But how can someone increase their level of reflection? Yeah, so very famous ayah, and you've been alluding to it. Kitab talks about kitab, the book that he sent down, his dissertation. He sent it to you, so that you could reflect on its meanings. Tadabur comes from dubur, comes from like the back. So you want to get what's what's behind all this. I'm trying to get to the back side of this. What's what's behind all these meanings, right? Okay. <laughs> and so for those of the intellect, can look, think about it, mention it, right? Remember yeah. this thing. So for uh, for us, for the average guy, I mean, just pick up a reliable translation. Like this is your starting point. You have to, because yeah. I could look at, quite frankly, most of us don't know Arabic, right? Yeah, those yeah, of us yeah, who exactly. do, it's not even that good of Arabic. All right. No, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's, let's stick with a, a reliable translation. Uh, so if you want like an actual, quote unquote, literal translation, the closest one, it's reliable, I think, and I've been told is Sahih International. Like I find that that one is, uh-huh. they try their best to go word for word. It's not the best flow. It's yeah, not like I see. A, it's not going to read like an English book, but they are. If you want to like understand how the words in the Quran are kind of structured, like if you're just yeah. if you're also if you're a beginning Arabic student, very good. It's a very good yeah. translation because they are very, almost literal in how they translate the words. Yeah. That's, that's a great one. And then if you want just for flow, you just want to understand the ayat, you want to read it and then look at it. Masab al Hayim, like everyone knows, Oxford translation of Quran, far none is the best flow in English language. Yeah. So you have to, for the average person, our tadabur starts with just understanding what it's even saying. Okay, it's uh-huh. how, how you can do tadabur, how you going to think about or reflect on the book if you don't even know what it's saying. Like, how do I do tadabur on that ayah if I couldn't translate the ayah? Right? So, exactly, start, yeah. start there. It's a very, very base level. And then, I mean, you, you talked about writing. I, I mean, I would be very hesitant. I remember I was, I thought about writing and I had like a lot of articles, Google Docs and whatever else, especially when I was like around your age or whatever. Yeah. Um, but alhamdulillah, law didn't let them get published, which is a great thing, especially at a younger age yeah. uh, where you think too much of your own knowledge. I was uh-huh. I didn't I didn't start publishing this blog until I had studied Arabic at, to a satisfactory level. So I could at least uh-huh. read this and read source text. Like if I need to see it, I can go like look it up and yeah, yeah. break it down. So it's very slow. I'm not saying I can read it in flow, but slow uh-huh. enough that I can get through it. And I have teachers. Like I have access to actual teachers. Like I can text yeah, them yeah. like Sheikh Farhan, this, that, and other. And I, I got their blessing before I did this. So that's another good, thing. Good. Like people want to write on the Quran or whatever else. I mean, just be very careful and cautious about them. this is the word of Allah. Like it's it's yeah. very it's egregious sin to say something about Allah and that you don't know about. As I'm yeah. paraphrasing an ayah of the Quran. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just do not you, you do not want to make up lies about God, so to speak. And that's what you do when you say this ayah means this, I mean that. And this is the when you have the freedom of the internet and you think if I publish it, it means it means something, right? My opinion uh, matters because I can put it on the internet. Yeah. Just be very wary of it. And also if you think you have a new idea or something a new take on the quran just first of all look if someone else has already written it and if it's really that cool probably someone already wrote on it and if you really no one else wrote on it, then you have to ask yourself why hasn't anyone else written on it that's yeah. that's strange am i do i have some weird take is it because yeah, i don't understand yeah, yeah. the basis still sold i don't understand how how i'm supposed i mean i'm misinterpreting the arabic altogether right or the context mm. i'm just stripping it of its context so always consider that when you want to write on any topic but for yourself, look at it. It's also it's just good for us. Like, just write if you want. Write on a Google Doc, and the only person who sees it is you and like a friend or two. Like, hey, I have yeah, these reflections. Yeah. Do you guys want to read this? And like, then you pass it on. Like, shift, and then you just you paraphrase it to like your teacher. Hey, shift, so and so. These are reflections I had, and you wrote them down yourself formally for your own self and your own development, and to articulate yourself more properly. But you go to the shift, you summarize the points, and see like, does he push back? Is like, oh, that's a very interesting reflection. Oh, some someone tafsir so-and-so said the same thing actually and you start saying like oh wow like other mufassir had the same ideas i'm having independently which can kind of be an amen boost as well yeah yeah yeah. So, yeah and also i think maybe the last thing is as a simple way um 
reflect on when you see something that's similar the Shabihat, right? Memorization. Yeah. Like why? Yeah. This is I, I remember reading this somewhere. Like if you tell yourself you're reading you're in the corner, like I swear I read this somewhere else. Look it up. Yeah. Go see where did yeah. I read this somewhere else? And look, compare and contrast and see like what's the lesson? Why did Allah say it here and not over here? Just uh, ask yourself, like, what's the what do you think? Why do you think Allah was very brief over here? And over here, he decided to really elaborate on such and such topic. Like, what mm -hmm. could be the context? What lesson am I supposed to draw from it, right? From lessons, it's very easy to take. So like, you're not deriving fiqh. You're not deriving aqidah. You're just like, oh, the lesson here is be a good person. Like, that's very safe, general type thing, right? Yeah, you yeah. Can, you, those type of lessons you can always draw and see, like, how can I apply it to my life? You want practical spirituality, right? People don't want yeah. this intellectual stuff. They want, how can I use this in my life? How does this mean something? Exactly. Now, yeah. Munir. Uh, this was a this was a very very uh, a great podcast. I say that about every podcast, but I, <laughs> I really do benefit from meeting everyone. Mashallah, it's uh, it's a really great experience. So, inshallah, everyone, if you do, please go to heavenlyorder.substack.com. Inshallah, subscribe. Uh, it is the best subscription that i currently have it is it is amazing well there's also it's, it's uh, also free you could just you could just sign up your email and, oh okay sorry well <laughs> yeah it's also free you can also just or you don't have to put your email you can just look at the website just, yeah i, I guess yeah. if you want to be uh if you want to be black okay <laughs> inshallah uh all right so with that we leave wassalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh يا طالب العلم قم لا تنم فإن الزمان انقضى وانصرم فكن ما حييت ظنينا به فظنك بالوقت عين الكرم